All right, Laker Nation, welcome back to another episode of Laker Unfiltered. Today we're going to cover a variety of topics. Uh, first topic that we're going to get into today is our weekly recap. All right, fellas, we went one and two. We sucked this week. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say suck. Sucked. I'd say we, we, we didn't bring it Did together? you expect to go one and two? No, two and one. Two and one I expected, but one and two. I mean, I expected to lose to Milwaukee. I did. I don't. I didn't expect to lose to Milwaukee. Um, I expected it to be a better game. I didn't expect to lose to Indiana. Yeah, to honest, that was a shock to the Pacers. I think that I don't know, man. To be honest, I think LeBron let us down that game, especially with AD being out. I think LeBron really needed to take it over. What he had, he only had like twenty points or something like that, didn't he? Against hey, the Pacers, I think that's what it was. Maybe we can get our engineer over there to look up the skip stats. <laughs> No. This thing is like. <laughs> However, we see the phone. <laughs> Are you watching the screen? <laughs> so we did go one and two. Okay, yes. so the good thing is the Clippers lost two, so we really didn't lose any ground in the Western Conference. No, so. which is true. And the Bucks had just lost two to uh, uh, Dallas Mavericks. I mean, pretty so. much everybody in the top five. You know, had a losing schedule last week. Which worked out for us. You know, so, I mean, realistically, when, when all of us are losing, we're all losing. So, yeah. since we had a bad week, what weaknesses can we improve on that you guys saw? There's a lot. Oh, man, our bench. Fuck. What, they had four points? Lack thereof. Four fucking points, bro. I, yeah, I never thought I would have said this, but I miss Kyle Kuzma right now. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> <laughs> testies, testies. What'd you say? I said I miss Kyle Kuzma right now because we could use his four points off the bench every game. That's wow. true. We would have had eight. Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, I think our biggest area of improvement that we need to work on, though, is fucking free throw shooting. We're like the worst in the league. We do how that? the fuck do we? Like LeBron. Well, it starts I don't understand how he's shooting fucking sixty percent. He, he, he chokes every time in the fourth quarter. <laughs> oh, it's every time. Oh, 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 fuck it. Yeah, he has like a triple pump fake on his free throws. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing, bro? Just shoot him. Like, how the fuck does Dwight Howard have a better free throw average than LeBron? This shit is amazing. Like, yeah, man. How about the defense? Uh, yeah, our defense has been going down. Well, uh, it's been going. Our energy level has been lower. That I feel has been a big problem. Mm. So do you think that's because of the five five game road trip and just being away from home for so long? I don't think we have um, good transition defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We do. We got a team. We've got a team full of veterans. But when we run up against young teams like Milwaukee and fucking the Pacers, Even you can Atlanta, see too, yeah. they were fucking out hustling us. Like those teams out hustle us. We got a good half court defense, yeah. a great half court defense. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you got fucking two good shot blockers with Howard. I mean, uh, with uh, Howard, with fucking uh, yeah, Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee, and then you've always got fucking Anthony Davis. So mm-hmm. it's like. We've got a great half-court defense. It's just our transition defense is fucking horrible. Like, We're still missing a perimeter defender. I yeah. mean, that, that's ultimately oh. what I feel we need a strong perimeter defense. Well, then, I, I really want to knock LeBron right now. Like, There's a lot of times in games that I watch where if he misses a shot and they take off on a fast break, he's still down at the end of, other end of the court walking down. Yeah. That's a huge problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, management. 
You know? <laughs> I mean, if he's that tired, like, seriously, like, pull him out. Like, you know, let other people fucking play. Put Caruso in. Because Caruso fucking take off, you know, on a fast break to try to go fucking track it down. But it's like, that's what, I don't know, man. We've got, we've got a lot of shit that we got to figure out that we've got to fix. Because that length issue for the Bucks bothered us. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even that it was like Giannis had like literally a career game. If he's making five threes, we're not going to win. But the the likelihood of him making five threes and George Hill going for twenty something points in like eighteen minutes, yeah, like is that ever going to happen again? Yeah, they're not going to do that in a seven game series. I don't see that. I don't see them beating us four out of seven. It'd be a good series, but I, I I just don't see him shooting like that every game. Yeah, he's definitely not going to shoot like that every game. But we also can't let fucking them score 42 in the second quarter. Yeah, that's what killed us. Because if without that quarter, we win the game. <laughs> that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing at Micah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> that being said. <laughs> that's a fucked up thing about being, being video. Is I'm getting sidetracked, laughing at Micah, trying to watch his phone and shit, and y'all laughing at me. Why is the motherfucker smiling? Because I'm over here both me and Micah having a moment. <laughs> okay. That's why we're unfiltered. So, exactly. so. Okay. With, okay. with this fast start, is that thanks to the team chemistry that, that they have? I'm glad you asked that question because I couldn't make it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. This is all due to the team chemistry. And how did that chemistry gel so quickly? I don't fucking know. Like, it makes no sense. Like, seriously. Because you got a lot of veterans. It's easy yeah. for veterans to gel with each other. Um, especially when you got role-playing veterans. When you have superstar veterans, that shit's harder. But when you have role-playing veterans like we have on our team, I think it makes it a lot easier. Um, You know, because think about these teams that put together, like, these fucking crazy teams, uh, superstars. They never won anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would make it to the playoffs. Like, when we tried to do that shit, when fucking we had Gary Payton and Carl Malone and all them, like, it didn't work. You can't – you got a team full of dudes that need the ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but our team now is just full of – Guys that were just role players wherever they were at, you know, besides Anthony Davis and LeBron, everybody else was just role players. So I think that's what makes them jellies. I think part of it is that someone's there to actually hold LeBron accountable. You know, because last year on on the Lakers, there was no one to tell LeBron anything. Anthony Davis is holding him accountable, like getting in his ass at halftime. Yeah. You know, like, so with that, it kind of trickles down from the top. I also think the coaching staff, man, like that, this coaching staff, I think they're super underrated. There, we have three head coaches yeah. on our on our yeah. team. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Three. That's fucking. That's huge. Like three that proven head coaches that were actually pretty good head coaches. So I think you know them assembling that coaching staff was, uh, you know, probably our biggest blessing. You know, so. I don't know. So since Alex Caruso is playing so well right now, is that kind of making Kyle Kuzma expendable at this point? Playing so well as in what? Like that spark off the bench. You know, he comes in, he plays defense, he's making shots, he's making things happen. How many points is Alex Caruso? All those things. It's not about the points in the box score. It's about No, I understand. He does the intangibles. He's probably averaging 10. I understand that. And Kyle's averaging 11, so like one less point, but you get all that defense and the hustle and just like – the heart that Kuzma just doesn't have. Can I can I rephrase your question then? Sure. It has really nothing to do with Alex Caruso though, because Alex Caruso's game is Alex Caruso's game. Is Kyle Kuzma a good fit for this Lakers team after what we've seen in almost thirty games? Well, no, obviously not. You know what though? 
I was watching some the other day, and they're right. Like, he's still injured. Like, as much as he tried to come back, like, he's still not right. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he's back out again. So it's like that ankle's still not right. So it's like we're I think we're giving him we're giving him shit, which I've done too. But if you're really still injured, how how good are you gonna be? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, what what were what were we expecting from him coming off of uh I guess they they said that ankle injury was more severe than what was led on to believe. So So he's he's like the new Lonzo ball, is what you're saying right now. With his injuries. I mean, if that's what the expectation is going to be set set to be, I mean, you know, hey, he was supposed to be our third star, and he he, he hasn't he's shown like one game of flash of a third star in the whole time, and right now he he's, he was supposed to, and then he's supposed to be our sixth man, our Lou Williams, right? Hasn't done that. I get he's been injured, but like that because Caruso is playing so good, he can just take those minutes, and we we haven't really missed him per se up until like the last couple of games. Well, it's again, like I say, it's more of a matter of playing style at this point. I mean, before before this team was assembled and we're seeing it actually on the court, looking at Kuzma's playing style, seeing it, seeing the way the team has ran with everything, the way it's running, does his style of play fit with the Lakers? I just don't think it does, given the fact that, you know, he needs the ball to make things happen. And when you have other players on the team being Dwight Howard, I'm sorry, being um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis that are ball heavy as well. And you mix in the fact that Rajon Rondo is a wizard when it comes to, you know, dispensing that ball um, playmaking. Um, You have three players on the court right there that need the ball and can distribute the ball and do a damn good job of getting the ball where it needs to be. It's he, I, I don't see him dominating as that third option given all those factors. Coming off the bench, maybe. But what's that going to do to his psyche if, if, if he's coming off the bench? But he's been coming off the bench the whole season. And like, what's that done to his psyche? I mean, that's pretty much been his career. Like, you know, what did he expect now? To come to start. But, I mean, I don't I, know. You know, I think Vogel doesn't see him fitting. That's why he doesn't. Like, I mean, because his, his minutes are only 20 minutes game even when he was playing. And if you're, you know, if the coach believes in you, like, you know, quote, unquote, he's supposed to be one of our building blocks. He'll be playing more than 20 minutes a game even off the bench. Yeah, that's true. And he, you know, and he's not because he's not performing. So if you had to pick one right now, would you pick Caruso or Kuzma? Let's say they're both healthy. I mean, I right now, as the season sits right now, definitely Caruso. He just provides a different spark. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's a he's a he's a different like facilitator. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I think it's great for that second. You know, what do they call him? Like when you don't get the actual assist, a hockey assist. Yeah, the hockey assist. Yeah. Like he's fucking. He's good for that. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, he'll dash down into the lane, find somebody else, kick it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's not scared to mix it up out there. Like Kuzma, I don't think Kuzma was playing his game like that. Getting to the lane, mid-range jumper, like he was settling. You know what I'm saying for outside shit. Yeah. That's not his game. Like, so you know, of course, if you're not playing your game, you're gonna be, it's, you're not gonna be who you were. So, so 
you know, KCP's been playing really well since he's been in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So should Avery Bradley come back to get his spot? Or do we keep him coming off the bench as that, that defender off the bench because of the way the way that he's been playing? Coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, KCP, I mean, he, he was struggling in the beginning of the season. And, you know, he's he's proved himself to, to be in the spot that he's in for a reason. Let that man breathe. Let that man live. So is it kind of like maybe we should just let him just keep feeding the ball so we can work up his trade value and ship him out for J.J. Redick? Ship who up? KCP. Why ship KCP up for J.J. Redick? Why can't we get rid of Kyle Kuzma for J.J. Redick? Yeah, go ahead and reunite him with the rest of his team. Lakers <laughs> East. Lakers East. Reunited. Um, yeah, I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to ship KCP out. Like, I would rather ship out Kyle Kuzma than KCP. Mm-hmm. Like, KCP's playing good. We don't want to let somebody go that's fucking that's playing good. He can shoot the three. Again, he can get in the lane. He can distribute the ball. Another option at point. No. I mean, what is what is at this point? And I hate to say this, and again, because I'm a huge Kuzma fan, what is Kuzma bringing in his position that we already don't have that we can't fill? I mean, really, we don't even miss him. It's, we don't because we haven't really had him for the whole season as it is, and when he's there, he's making a minimal impact. Bro, could you imagine if we got if we shipped off Kyle Kuzma, got JJ Redick, and JJ Redick came off the bench? What he would do with that second unit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I wouldn't want to get KCP because I feel like if we did get KC, or ship KCP off, he would be a starter. So it's not really helping our bench cause. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think the way to go would be Kuzma and fucking him coming off the bench. But well, since we're talking about the Lakers role players, let's let's you guys give me your ranking. All right, your top six players out of these people: Caruso, Dwight. JaVale, KCP, Danny Green, and Kuz. Who do you see as, like, the most important out of those guys? Or just give me your rank. Uh, right now, the most important, I think, is KCP. Mm. Um, Danny Green finally got it going. His three yeah. going again. But that's all he's good for. <laughs> but that's what you want with the, with the, with LeBron and AD. You, you, you need shooters, right? So with those shooters... But they got to be hitting. He yeah. was in a fucking yeah, slump. Yeah. He, was, he was in a KCP style slump. He was in a slump. Yeah. But I disagree with you on that. Think so? Yeah, because when KCP was in that slump, what other two players on this list were holding it down? But I mean, what we're talking about that? right now. I think KCP's putting together right now a more solid season. Danny Green, that slump was a minute. No, I'm talking about. I'm, I was looking at Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. Yeah. Uh, like the way that Dwight Howard's playing right now, and and Javale McGee, if you like put him into one person, they're like an all star center. Yes, you know yeah, what that's I mean? what I'm saying. But you need both of them. The thing about it not is, even, is like, not even. Uh, Dwight Howard is playing, um, like amazing, right? Yes. But this motherfucker gets into foul trouble right away. Like he comes into the game, and it's like an automatic four fouls. Well, I mean, yeah. So he can't stay on the floor, so it's not really helping the cause. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what does it's helping the cause? Because what he is on the floor. He's blocking shots. He's a stingy defensive player. Like you are not getting the ball in his area. He's and he's gonna he's letting you know. That's why he's getting all these foul calls because it's not like he's playing. Part of my language. He's not playing pussy ball. 
Yeah, but if he can't stay on the floor for us, he's not really helping. It don't fucking matter how many other damn people we got to play this position at this at this point. I mean, time. okay, but that's what I'm saying. So you're gonna say that's what I'm saying. So if you're gonna say Dwight Howard, you're gonna say Javale McGee. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. Let me, ask, <laughs> let me, let me ask you, if you had a spare Dennis Rodman to come off the bench for how many minutes, though? I mean, if he's only playing like Josh says, if he's only able to stay on the floor for ten minutes at a time, what are you really doing for him besides getting us in foul trouble? Keeping the that defensive pressure on <laughs> for ten minutes, yeah, for two minutes a quarter. Maybe it's where that maybe it's where that defensive lacks. Maybe maybe it's where that defense defense lacks. He comes in, he applies that extra pressure, aka foul people to give them free free shots from the free throw line. Give them motherfuckers a break. Who who LeBron? Le- He's giving LeBron a break. Yeah, so he's having to run down the court like Josh said earlier. LeBron's not blocking shots. LeBron will have one chase down block. I don't think LeBron's even been inside the key this whole year. Inside the key when he spins into people, yeah. On offense, <laughs> on defense, he's yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't go down there. No, that's 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 for the big guys. So you think Dwight Howard's the most important person on this list? I didn't say that. I said Dwight Howard or Javale McGee. Okay, we'll pick one. Don't don't ride the fence. Who is your most important player on this list? Dwight mm-hmm. Howard or Javale McGee? Uh, Javale McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it Javel McGee? How you just fight <laughs> so hard for Dwight Howard and go? Yeah, you know what? Well, yeah. Javel McGee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why Javel McGee then? Instead of now, instead of Dwight Howard, give me a Javel McGee excuse. Give me the Javel McGee excuse because uh-huh. he's he is that defensive glue. He is that extra pressure, that constant. But I feel like he doesn't know what he's doing out there sometimes. Well, you know, you, you, there's always something you can say. Foot ninth grader. There you go. Plays for IMG. Something came out. Oh, that's like uh, LeBron's son's teammate or something. Is that supposed to be in there? Uh, the power cord? Oh, that's just really cool. Oh. All right. Go ahead. Bring us back. Commercial break. <coughs> I'm going to omit some of these questions. Like the Rob Lincoln one. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, folks. Let's get back into this talk we're having here. Had to take a quick little commercial break. So, Javel McGee, best player on the team. Whoa, fucking sorry. Says says Roger. <laughs> I didn't, no, 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 no. I said on this list in no particular order. Uh-huh. Yes. Javel McGee? Yeah. All right. Javel McGee. When we, okay. We all know it's Alex Caruso, but we'll, it's fine. You can have your opinion. We'll see who's proven right over the long, long, long haul here. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, there was this thing on Instagram, right, this week, where it, it had this picture of Shaq and Kobe versus LeBron and Anthony Davis. Who would win out of those two-on-two matches? So, out of... That show wouldn't even be close. Out of, well, just hear me <coughs> out, right? We're going to take it put a different spin on it, okay? So, the Lakers have had a lot of duos over the years in their history. AD and LeBron now, Kobe and Shaq, <laughs> Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, Magic and Kareem. Put those in order from best to worst. I'll go first. All right, from best to worst, mm-hmm. best is going to be Magic and Kareem. Fucking unstoppable. Um, then I would go Kobe, Shaq. Will and West and AD and <coughs> That would be my order. So if we were playing like a two-on-two tournament, you're saying Magic Magic and Kareem would win the whole thing? Oh, for sure. 
For sure. First of all, you're not no none of these guys are good enough defensively to stop magic. And you're not stopping fucking Kareem and his little fucking skyhook. It's going like it's You don't think Kobe could guard magic? No. But, but No. Magic can't shoot. <laughs> magic is fuck with his ball handling. But there's no fast break in two on two. It's not full court. Is his ball handling in a half court? But okay. His, his, his ball it, handling was good for the 80s. Yeah, but we, that's all we can do. We can only go by their era. We yeah. can't go by that. So you take Magic's skill set against Kobe's skill set, and you're telling me that... So Magic, then by default, AD and Brown are the best? Mm. Is that what you're, you're saying? you that question? Well, yeah, because based upon your logic. No, because Kobe... <laughs> none of these guys can guard Shaq one-on-one. Not even Kareem. Kareem's too skinny. You need to eat him up. And, and and it could be vice versa. Shaq can't guard Kareem. Sure he could. No. He's pushing him out. But you've seen Shaq had troubles with, with players like that. Fucking Olajuwon used to dominate the fuck out of Shaq. And Olajuwon's <laughs> not better than Kareem. <laughs> Olajuwon's not better than Kareem? No. Sorry, I'm not over here. <laughs> yeah. But just a, just a two-on-two game. You're saying Magic. Magic can't shoot. You can only throw so many behind-the-back passes in in a half-court two on two. Yeah, Roger. No, we're all fucking dying. Need some more Mountain Dew. Yep. (laughs) There's still some in the bottom of that bottle right there. You want to see what's in the refrigerator over here? I'm gonna take a look. There it is. (laughs) That's all I needed. (laughs) What's your take, Roger? So, so Roger, who do you have winning that two on two tournament right there? <clears throat> now that I'm back, oh, let's see if I can do this without coughing. Sorry, folks. Um, well, it's pretty straightforward for me. <coughs> I'm going to cough for a while. Uh, Kobe and Shaq, all day long. Yeah, Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. Kobe and Shaq. I mean, I I, I love AD. I just don't uh, – I just see, you know – well, there's nobody on that list, AD and Bron, that are it's that would guard be able to guard Kareem or Shaq. Yeah, that's why I say Kobe and Shaq. What? No, I'm saying no, I'm saying I'm talking about AD and Bron. <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah. If it's just if it's AD and Bron versus Kobe and Shaq, it's not even close. I mean, you know what kind of throws me off about it though is like because if it just depends on what LeBron you get to, because LeBron can be overpowering to these dudes. Especially in the two on two, he's strong as fuck. Like if he overpowers, I mean, really, it all depends on who gets the ball first, right? Yeah, I mean, LeBron is definitely overpowering, overpowering Magic. Uh, Jerry West, Jerry West, <laughs> Kobe, Kobe. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so, so are you saying LeBron's better than Kobe Bryant? I'm not saying that. I'm saying I, yeah, I'm saying he's more myself. powerful. I'm saying he's more powerful. Yeah. More powerful. Is he more skilled? No, that's what made the that's what made Kobe so good at what he, he did. You know what's crazy is I watched. Um, You're fucking blasphemous right now. Don't I'm, just even, ask, I'm just asking. No. I'm just asking a question. Two different style of players. I, I watched uh, this something with Christina Lee. Fair game. That's what mm-hmm. it's called. And they had they get like these people on there. She's just asking questions, right? Kind of like how we do when we're interviewing. Um, but she had Gary Vitti on, mm-hmm. and then she asked Gary Vitti. What's something that you would say about Kobe that most 
most people wouldn't think. And then his answer was, is that Kobe wasn't the best basketball player. He was like, he wasn't talented. He was just outwork you. Mm-hmm. And that's a dude that's every single game. He, that's what he said. He's the only person that's been to every single game that Kobe's played in his career. So then Kobe isn't the greatest player of all time. Well, talent doesn't make you the best player. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So you're saying that LeBron doesn't work hard? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Kobe's skill set and Kobe's uh, work ethic is unmatched. That's what I'm saying. I think the what Le, Kobe would do to LeBron in a two-on-two is just frustrate the fuck out of him. Like, once LeBron gets frustrated, like, he's out of his game. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, LeBron James right? cannot play in the fourth quarter. Once he gets frustrated, like, it's it's over. And Kobe, I mean, he proved that shit when, who was it? Was it Chris Bosh's chick that was talking shit? They <laughs> Like, he's not that, you can't talk shit to him. If you, you, you you're not getting in Kobe's head, anything, you're just going to make him play harder. So then you agree with me that Kobe and Shaq would win the 2 on 2 tournament? Uh, I would. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would switch those two. Okay, yeah, I would go Kobe, Shaq, and the Magic. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad you see it my way. <laughs> but I still think that fucking that would be a good ass game. Oh yeah, well, well, any of these games would be good except for Wilt and Jerry. They're too old for that. Yeah, I mean Wilt in there because there was one top duos from the Lakers. Whatever. Is it, are they not? I didn't go like Vladi and Sadell three. <laughs> I mean, I could have. Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel. I didn't go there. They're two little guys. All right. So, I was skeptical with the first episode about giving Rob Plink a credit. <coughs> but now seeing how the team's coming together, how the guys are playing, they're 24 and 5, first place in the West. Do we need to finally give him credit? Yeah. You got to give credit where credit is due. And uh, one thing that I want to give him credit for, I, like I said, I don't even know if it's really on assembling the team. He gets fucking major credit for assembling this last-minute coaching staff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that last-minute coaching staff, man, this coaching staff is fucking huge, bro. Like He... He, they hired the right people. They did. You know, they got Frank Vogel, all about defense. The guys respect Jason Kidd. And Lionel Hollins, you know, he's been in the NBA forever. So he's seen everything, you know. Exactly. They've, got, they've ran the gamut of different things you can see out there. And when you have three minds that can work together like that to kind of go along with the front office, to go along with LeBron and AD because they're buying into Vogel's system, like this is the way that the – like an or, a good a good organization runs from the top down. Everyone is in sync. We ha, we haven't had that in the longest time. Yeah, you're correct about that. Sorry, guys, you'll hear me uh, taking lapses because uh, <laughs> I'm a huge Cowboy fan. So I'm watching the Cowboy versus Eagle game. So ten three. So you'll hear me so, taking lapses. So, so is this like a make or break game? Like if they lose, they're out, right? Well, if the Cowboys win, they win the NFC East. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles win. They have they have to win next week. Still, they have to win out. Um, so, but we want to win, so we just yeah. get over with. Yeah. So, what do you think, Rod? Should we give Rob Lincoln credit? I know you were all all about it the first before we started, but now that now to seeing how they came out to this hot this hot start, 
Yeah, my opinion since from the beginning of the season hasn't changed. You know, I think that we need to, you know, give some credit where credit's due. Give the man a little credit for what he's done. And, uh, yeah, I'll be the first person to admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the man deserves a little credit for what he's done. All right, good. All right, so this week, this week is a huge week for us. We have three big games. Denver, tonight, Sunday, if you're listening to this, any other time is, you know, Sunday. <laughs> the Clippers Christmas game. And then we play the Blazers in Portland. This is this is going to be a tough week. So tonight, LeBron's not not supposed to play. <laughs> so how do you guys see this first game going tonight? We'll win. We'll win? Yeah. I'm hoping AD shows up. You know what I'm saying? Does what he has to do. We're playing Denver. Denver's a hard team. They have but, the best defense in the league. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. They, um, they give up the fewest points. Yeah, AD will show up, though. They don't really have anybody that can guard AD. No. Nobody has anybody and, that can guard AD. And with the with the chemistry that him and Rondo have, if they put Rondo in a point guard, I think they'll be fine. They'll be fun. Yeah, nobody has. Because, I mean, like, the the team that did, like, the best was, like, the Bucks because they put Giannis on them, who's, you know, the same, same length. Exactly. Yeah. But AD still ended up fucking being the top scorer in the game. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and he, mean, started, he started off rusty, too. Yeah. Killed. I mean, the key to that, to the Denver game, is the bench. You know, the bench needs to show up and do what they need to do. The role players need to show up and do what they need to do for us to pull out that W. All right, so let's clip off. Let's clip off. <laughs> let's skip over the Clippers game. We're going to save that one for the last. So we're going to play at Portland. Hopefully by then everyone will be healthy. Where do you get a box of cookies from? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I snuck out. <laughs> so <laughs> at Portland, we should win that game too. Yeah. You know, last time we played at Portland, we – we handled them pretty nicely. And even though we have trouble playing in Portland, you know, historically as a Lakers franchise, but Anthony Davis is just unmatched unmatched download for what they have. Snickerdoodle? I'm good. This is exciting. <laughs> okay. Mm. The Christmas Day showdown that we've been waiting for since game one. Fuck the Clippers. We all feel the same way. So this game, it's a home game for us, even though they're all home games for us, really. Oh. I don't know how you get booed on your debut on your home floor like Kawhi did, but whatever, it's fine. So, how many points are we winning by on Wednesday? Six. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. Six. Nah. We're winning by double digits. Think so? Yeah. Look, if we if we just based it on how they played against the Bucks and how we played against the Bucks, they lost by like 28 points. <laughs> we only lost by seven. I mean, we, we play like shit. <laughs> And Giannis had the game of his life. Theoretically, they lost by like 40. The Bucks just put in their fucking oh, hey. backups. We lost. Oh, you mean the Clippers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, 40 minus 7. We should win by 33 points. 32? Yeah. <laughs> right? And Quick that's math. how the math works. Quick math. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. What, what about you, Raj? You said six? <laughs> Are you All sick? Right. Dying over here. Can't get rid of cough. All right. So let's just let's just break it down with the top ten. At least it's cough and not a clap. <laughs> the top <laughs> the top ten this week. All right. So number ten, I have the Nuggets. They're starting to surge right now. They're number three in the West. Um, but I just don't see them as a complete team overall. Right. 
Number nine, <laughs> the 76ers. They're like third or fourth in the East. You know, the Eastern Conference is not as good as the West, so that's why I have them low. Number eight, the Raptors. They've been kind of in a funk lately, winning some, losing some. Seven, the Mavs are without Luka, but they had they beat Milwaukee and they beat Philly this week, mm-hmm. which no one thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Six is the Rockets. They're they're third in the West right now. They're starting to starting to come together. Starting to heat up. Celtics are fifth. Are they first in the East or second in the East? Yeah, second, right behind Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Fourth is the Clippers. Fuck the Clippers. Second in the West. <laughs> Load management, the LA load management. Number three is the Heat. I just like the way they play. You know, they, they play hard all the time. They play hard. <laughs> Number two, I have Milwaukee. Even though they beat us this week, I still don't feel like they're a better team than us. No. Like right? you said, if Giannis isn't gonna have a game like yeah. that every game. And number one is obviously the Lakers, right? Yep. So let's keep it that way this week. And son of a bitch. Uh oh. Sounds like the the Cowboys are on their way down. No, I'm good. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thanks for checking in with us. We had a week off, but we're back at it now. And uh, we'll see you all next Monday. Next Monday. <laughs> Have a merry, merry Christmas. Go Lakers. Go Lockers. <laughs>